Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. News Radio 840 WHAS welcomes you to Jim Strader Outdoors, the area's leading authority on hunting and fishing. Jim Strader Outdoors is brought to you by Mossy Oak Properties Heart Realty. For the outdoor home of your dreams, call Paul Thomas at 270-524-1980. Linden Animal Clinic, your pet's best friend. Sportsman's Taxidermy. Visit them at sportsmanstaxidermy.com. A.N. Roth Heating and Cooling, a family-owned business with over 100 years' experience in the Louisville area. Wildlife Habitat Solutions. Check Jim and his team on Facebook at Wildlife Habitat Solutions and S. My Marine, getting your boat back on the water in no time. To join in on the conversation, call us at 571-8484 inside Louisville and 1-800-444-8484 outside the metro. Now, sit back and relax and enjoy the next two hours of Jim Strader Outdoors on News Radio 840 WHAS. Got a shotgun, a rifle, and a four-wheel drive, and a country boy can survive. We can skin a buck and run a trot line, and a country boy can survive. Country folks can survive. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Jim Strader Outdoors. We've got a uh, very interesting program tonight in that there's been some action taken by the governor concerning the Department of Fish and Wildlife Resources, and I'm going to start the program off by reading to you from my Facebook page, which I think pretty well outlines a lot of what we're going to talk about tonight. Again, as most of you know, my Facebook page is Jim Strader Outdoors. Governor Andy Bashir has made two historic appointments that will hopefully benefit the sportsmen and outdoor women of the Commonwealth. He has appointed Jerry Farrell, an avid sportsman from Richmond, Kentucky, to represent the 6th District on the Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife Resources Commission. Mr. Farrell is the first minority appointment to the Fish and Wildlife Commission. Unfortunately, the 6th District has had no representation for eight months. At the request of sportsmen throughout the state, Governor Bashir has also created a new position that will give Kentucky's outdoor men and women a direct line of communication with the governor concerning fish and wildlife issues. Mark Nethery, who served three terms as president of the League of Kentucky Sportsmen, was appointed to that new position of sportsman's liaison. Now, the governor's appointments come uh, as a realization by the governor and, and a reaction to 
problems that we've had at the Fish and Wildlife Commission for a lot of years, but in recent memory, it's, it's a result of things like uh, many members of the current commission gave away our elk to a private enterprise in eastern Kentucky. I'm sure you all remember that, so I'm not going to belabor it. More recently, there's been an exclusion of sportsmen in virtually all areas of the decision-making process. They've eliminated the Fish and Wildlife Committee meetings where the sportsmen could attend and give input. Now they're using the so-called working groups where the time, place, agendas, and minutes are not available to you, the sportsmen. They've stacked these working groups with department personnel and commission members and submarine concerned sportsmen like Scott Cronin, who pointed out inefficiencies on our WMAs and was subsequently excluded and removed from the working group. That's a very, very ornery situation, folks. The commission also unbelievably did away with the commission code of ethics, ethics, which prevented commission abuse like participation in limited hunts, like the elk draw and preference on hunts at Ballard WMA. To make matters even worse, they instituted a self-serving set of bylaws whereby the district commissioners are required to report to and get permission from Commissioner Rich Storm and Chairman Carl Kleiner before they can con- have contact with any department employees. How in the hell are commissioners supposed to keep tabs on what's happening in their districts? This is obviously meant to intimidate department employees who might have information their commissioners need to know. It's a sad state of affairs when the district commissioners vote to exclude themselves from actions where the commissioner or chairman need to be held accountable. They've also ignored cries of alarm from sportsmen about declining populations and overharvest of turkeys, deer, and elk. Many of our WMAs are in poor conditions and disarray, and now the commission has recently advocated a tiering system that will diminish management at many of our pristine WMAs. Now, folks, a lot of you realize that I've taken the governor to task in the past about his attempt to take department money, and I did programs about his uh, attempts to fire certain members of the commission. But I will tell you, there's more than enough room for here to fire these guys at this time, and we'll discuss that as we go into the problem. Tonight, I'm going to give the governor his dues. Here's what I mean by that. These moves, if they're sincere, will do a lot to help clean up the mess. And I'll let Jimmy Cantrell, who is the uh, new president of the League of Kentucky Sportsman, who's going to be on the program with us tonight, detail that. I'll also have Mark Nethery, who's been appointed the new sportsman's liaison directly to the governor's office, on with us. And we're going to interview the new commissioner, Jerry Farrell. Stick with us. I think you're going to have great interest in what we're going to reveal tonight. The break is presented by SMI Marine. They'll take great care of you, do a great job of taking any of your marine needs. And remember, you never get soaked by my friends at SMI. And we're back on Jim Strader Outdoors. And again, tonight we're talking about two 
new historic appointments that Governor Andy Beshear has made in regard to the Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife Resources. My guests who are with me here tonight are Jimmy Cantrell, uh, President of the League of Kentucky Sportsmen, Mark Nethery, who is the new sportsman's liaison that will report directly to the governor. And we'll be talking with Jerry Farrell, who's the new uh, appointment to the Fish and Wildlife Commission in the 6th District. Um, Jimmy, let's start, I think, appropriately with the genesis for this. Um, You really had a mandate from your board who heard from sportsmen around the state how upset they are with some of the recent problems at the department, their frustrations with being heard. Take us down the road where you actually were able to meet directly with the governor and very surprised to hear that he shared those concerns and was very aware of them. Uh, Yes, Jim. I was elected president of the league earlier this year, a few months ago, matter of fact. And uh, I was charged with reaching out for the sportsmen and women on issues they wanted addressed. And we're getting uh, no responses on these issues. Uh, Some of these issues, such as the vacancy in the 6th District, as far as a commission member and having someone there to represent them. This went on for several months. Uh, There was also a resolution that was passed by the league that also in this resolution, it was concerning ethics for me to reach out directly to the governor or any other agency that I needed to to address the issues of of ethics. Um, With doing so, I reached out to the governor's office, and what had happened, what the result of reaching out was two meetings with the governor or his staff. Uh, First meeting was very informative. Uh, for me, as well as them, we exchanged information. I took my two vice presidents of the league with me, uh, Rick Allen and Wayne Kretzer. They went along with me to that meeting at the Capitol. A few weeks later, I was given another call to come back to the governor's office, and we discussed these issues. We discussed the vacancy. We discussed some of the ethics issues, and it went far more reaching than that, Jim. There was a lot of issues that I found out that the governor had that he spoke on before I even introduced any of them to him, and they was very parallel. They, they, they were one of the same. I was really shocked at how informed, actually, the governor was on these issues, the same issues that the sportsman had. And in that, in those conversations that we had, uh, before I left that day, I just made a recommendation with the number of sportsmen we have in this state. The sportsmen have questions at time, why the governor does things and why he doesn't do things and why our commission does things and they don't do things. And I just thought I'd ask him, you know, why don't you, uh, I gave him the recommendation of creating a liaison to the sportsman. He could have a better understanding and feel of the sentiment of the sportsman and vice versa. They could work back and forth and those messages get directly to the governor and back from the governor on all issues. And the governor accepted it. He accepted it right there in his office that day. And I think he deserves kudos for that because obviously uh, Mark's here with us. He is not going to pull any punches. He's going to tell the governor exactly what he hears out in the field. He has a long history of doing so as past president of, of the league, and more importantly, a very avid outdoorsman, which is uh, always one of the major criteria for having somebody that should be in a leadership role like that. So uh, speak to the appointment of Jerry Farrell to the commission a little bit. 
Okay, with Jerry Farrell, like I said, the 6th District, I attended one of the 6th District meetings. Uh, Deputy Commissioner Brian Clark was there. One of the biggest topics of the 6th District, uh, Mr. Clark, uh, was why don't we have a commission member? He said, well, that's on the governor. Uh, so that, that helped in creating this uh, uh, communication back and forth that we needed a meeting. And in talking to the governor about that, uh, the governor had um, some concerns as well with us on that. And he introduced me to Jerry Farrell. He introduced me to Jerry Farrell and wanted us to get to know each other, spend some time with each other, and also introduced Jerry to the 6th District and those people that was wanting that vacancy filled so that they could vet Jerry Farrell and know that that's the representation they wanted. So i done so, introduced Jerry to the 6th District, those people that was concerned, and Jerry had a Zoom meeting with them, and they spoke to him on the phone and, and so forth and got to know Jerry. And then at that point, I went back with um, their approval of Jerry and told the governor that they was receptive to Jerry. And let, let me interject something that's very important for folks to understand here. And again, I, I've got to give the governor some credit on this. He gave the 6th District an appointment that they were very, very happy with. Yes. And and subsequently, he was rejected by the Senate. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, that was the first appointment with uh, uh, Mr. Lear. And Robbie Lear had the uh, support of the 6th. He was widely popular in the 6th. And unfortunately, it appears to me that politics started to play a role. Not only politics, but it's come to my attention, and I have it through various sources, that some of the people on the commission, or who have served as previous commissioners, actually tried to submarine Mr. Lear's confirmation in the Senate. And where that becomes really, really ugly is... Senate Bill 64, which we all fought to get, was provided a safety valve for the sportsman to be able to reject a commissioner who was not fit to serve in their district, was used in, it appears, a political fashion where he was rejected even though the sportsman in the district overwhelmingly wanted him. Yes, there, there was an overwhelming support for Mr. Lear. He was doing the things that the sportsman in the 6th district wanted. He was holding town hall meetings with them, and during COVID and so forth, uh, those was held through Zoom. Uh, he was doing Zoom meetings. Matter of fact, I even logged on to one of the Zoom meetings, and me not even in the 6th District, just to watch and see some of the issues in the 6th. And he was real, very responsive to the sportsmen, and that's, who, that's the type of person they wanted to represent them. And in doing so, overwhelmingly, the sportsmen individually and in groups and clubs and so forth, contacted their legislators wanting him confirmed, which did not happen. Well, and that raises concerns on my part and, and the sportsman's part in the 4th District, where we've got a new commissioner that's been seated at the table for a while now, Brian Mackey. Brian is a sportsman's sportsman. I, I will say he's a deer hunter, duck hunter, uh, managed his properties. He's a farmer uh, for wildlife. He's received awards for that. And he's willing to ask the kind of tough questions and buck the good old boy network to get to the bottom of what's really happening in fish and wildlife. 
And I think it's very fair to say that the good old boy network has given him a pretty tough time. And if they make another run at the Senate and try to discredit or fail to see confirmation of Brian Mackey, these politicians need to hear they're doing so at their own political peril. It's time for gloves off. We cannot put up with good people who've been chosen. It doesn't matter whether they're an R or a D or any of that stuff. We don't care about that. We want people who are qualified, who have the right integrity, and who will serve their district well. That's all we ask. And all this uh, role-playing, one-usmanship and stuff has got to stop. In my estimation, it's unethical, if not illegal, for members of the commission or former members of the commission to go down there and insert themselves in defiance of what the sportsmen in that district wanted, the person they wanted as their district commissioner. Yes, I agree, Jim. Those uh, commission members need to focus on their districts. Let the sportsmen in those individual districts, such as the sixth was with Robbie Lear and with the fourth, like you're speaking about, let them be the voice and the spokesman for who they want and who they don't want. Yes. And and how, in your estimation, how did the governor receive that? You know, what was his response to that? Um, the governor was very aware of what had happened um, in this process. I, I was actually shocked at the way that uh, he knew everything. Uh, he, he knew in detail the process that had taken place and Robbie Lear not getting confirmed. And I, I was shocked to hear all, the, all that he actually knew. Let me interject something else right here that's really interesting. <laughs> the governor has appointed two Republicans, you, <laughs> to, you know, take that information to him and, and talk to him about it. And Mark Nethery is the new sportsman's liaison. He reached out and heard from you guys. But Mark, in your case, you know, you're a Republican. You didn't even know you were going to be thrown into this mix. And for the governor to do that proves to me, to an extent, that... He's, he means what he says here. He's going to try to clean this up, and it is a mess. It is a mess over there. Yes, it is, Jim. And uh, like I said, he was very receptive to this. I was, Like I said, I was shocked at what I was hearing. Um, and he, he did extend out to us these opportunities. He um, was very receptive of Mark in this position. Uh, like I said, he, he offered this position to Mark. It was... Uh, to me, something that we just haven't seen before. Absolutely. And obviously, the governor has broad powers to boards and commissions to make appointments. I want to repeat, you know, Robbie Lear was, was their guy in the sixth. And I, it just, it's left a really bad taste in the sportsman's mouth that the Senate rejected somebody that they felt was going to do the right thing. Now, in, in Robbie Lear's case, it was similar to what has happened over there before. When he started asking tough questions, he was the odd man out. He asked, I believe it was budgetary questions that set off the firestorm, was it not? That's what I heard. So he had asked a question about the budget to one of the budget chairmen, and there was a very bad verbal exchange in this, and shortly after that, I heard they started working on things that didn't get confirmed. Yep. All right, folks. Uh, Again, we're talking about Governor Bashir's two new historic appointments. We'll be interviewing Jerry Farrell, the new appointee, right after the break. The break was presented to you by 
M-O-P-H-A-R-T, Realty.com, Mossy Oak Properties, Heart Realty. Check them out. They've got the kind of properties you will want to purchase. And we're back on Jim Strader Outdoors. We're talking about some recent appointments that Governor Andy Bashir has made, one of which is to Jerry Farrell, who's an avid sportsman from Richmond, Kentucky, who's now the appointed representative to the 6th District on the commission. And I've got Mr. Farrell on the line. Jerry, can you hear me okay? Sure. How you doing, Jim? I'm doing just fine, sir. Congratulations on your appointment. I want to say that I have talked to you on the telephone uh, extensively here since the appointment and that uh, you're a lifelong sportsman. And I want to give you the opportunity to introduce yourself to the sportsmen and outdoor women of the Commonwealth and tell us who you are and what you think you bring to the plate in terms of being a commissioner for the department. Sure, Jim. I'd, I'd be glad to do that. My name is uh, is Jerry Farrell. Um, as Jim just mentioned, I'm from Richmond, Kentucky, born and raised here uh, all my life. I'm 62 years old. Uh, I began hunting and fishing uh, a long, long time ago, people. I began hunting and fishing with my dad. He would uh he would take us hunting, uh me particularly, my other younger brother was too little to go or he didn't want to go. But we would hunt and be me and my dad with uh I had a four ten uh single shot barrel, uh a shotgun and a bird dog named Tim. And uh we would hunt squirrel and rabbit during uh during rabbit season. And one of my most memorable hunts was on a Thanksgiving day. And uh, I was just learning how to learning how to hunt. I kind of watched my dad and, and seen what he did, and he would kick a fish row and see what was coming out of Sometimes he would go down and uh, uh, we'd go around the barn and he'd kick some barbed wire or whatever. And we were doing that, and all of a sudden the rabbit jumped, and uh, that was the fastest thing I'd ever seen a kid that young. And of course, I didn't get a good shot out. I ended up. Uh, blowing that one. But anyway, it was just memories that I have that I'll never forget. You know, these things go way back and I can still remember those days. Uh, He taught us fishing as well. He would teach me how to bass fish. He kind of, back in those days, they had plastic worms, these big plastic worms. And uh, he put one on, I had a Johnson uh, combo, rod and reel, and I would cast that thing way out there in the pond. We fished in the private pond. Down there by, I don't know if anybody knows, down there by Arlington. And it had pretty good fish in it. I would catch bass, and uh, I caught my biggest bass down there. So I got a lot of memories going back from uh, hunting and fishing with my dad, and that taught me to be the sportsman that I that I am today. And uh, I just uh, I just love it. You know, it just means a lot to me. And I want to see future generations be able to do the same thing that, that I was able to do as a kid here in Central Kentucky. Uh, all right. And, and, Jerry, in terms of sitting on the commission, what do you feel like uh, you can do for the sportsman or what, what is your what are some of your objectives? I know you really care about small game hunting. 
you're a lifelong bass fisherman, you're a tournament bass fisherman, uh, you grew up eating groundhog and squirrels, which <laughs> appealed to me because I, I was much the same. But what what do you expect uh, to do for the for the sportsmen and outdoor women in your district on the commission seat? Well, Jim, uh, actually, um, fishing and outdoors has always been a big part of my life. And for me to have the ability to represent the 6th District as the first African-American, is, uh, it's truly an honor. I mean, it really is. I'm here to represent the sportsmen and women in this district to the best of my ability. You know, our state has tremendous amount of resources that need to be looked after. So, uh, you know, my grandkids and uh, and future uh, everyone else's grandkids will be able to go and experience the same things that I experienced hunting and fishing here in, in Central Kentucky. And, uh, you know, I just want to bring good old common sense, no corruption, clarity, and be a listening ear for the sportsmen in our district so they can say that now we have a voice and uh, they feel – What's important to them can be brought to the table and see if something can be done about it. You know, my passion for small game hunting and bass fishing, and you know, my love for tournament fishing is just—I don't know—it's just—it's uh, just unbelievable. And now the sixth district has been without uh, representation for what seven months now. I think now they uh, will get what they have been desiring and what they need. I'm just an old country boy, down home. You know, I love fishing. I love hunting. So that's what's more most important to me. It's preserve what we have here because, I mean, I've been to other states, and uh, we, we've got something special here, and I want to keep it special. And that's just what's been on my mind, and it's in my heart, and I'll do my best to help the people, and I'll get to work ASAP on this and do the best job that I possibly can, Jim. All right, I appreciate it. Jimmy Cantrell. Yeah, Jerry, hello. Uh, good to talk to you again. Uh, like like I stated to Jim here, we met in the governor's office for the first time. We've talked extensively since. Um, introduced you to some of the people in the 6th District. And I just appreciate you, Jerry, and all that your, your passions and what you're willing to do for the people in the 6th. And you really gained their confidence that you'll do so, and mine as well. I just appreciate you for stepping up, Jerry. Thank you, Jimmy. I appreciate that. I really do. And uh, like I said, I look forward to going to work, so um, I'm ready to get things done. Jerry, all I tell you is put on your hard hat, buddy. There's a lot of ground to be plowed and a lot of things that have to be uh, worked through and corrected, but I, I hope and pray that you're up to that task, and we certainly are behind you since the since the folks in the 6th District are behind you, you know what a mandate that is, and, and uh, I've no doubt you'll work hard to do that. Any parting words that you'd like to share with the audience? No, I just want to uh, uh, give thanks uh, to the, the guys who supported me, and I look forward to working with, uh, with Jimmy and, and some of the other guys on the commission. So I'm just thinking that it's going to be a good thing. And we're going to try to turn things around and do what's right and do what's good for the Commonwealth, for all the sportsmen out there. You know, they all deserve to be able to be heard and uh, uh, get things done uh, that need to be done. So, you know, I'll leave it at that. And 
And that's what I plan to do. Well, I look and, and uh, expect, quite frankly, for you to be a voice for the common man on the commission. That's something that's been in short supply. So uh, I appreciate you coming on with us. No problem. I enjoyed it. Look yes, sir. All right, folks, I got to go to break here. This break is presented by SMI Marine, 11400 Westport Road. If you haven't winterized your boat yet, you better get it over there. The new boats will be coming in shortly. You need to get over there and see them. I promise they'll take great care of you. Remember, you never get soaked by my friends at SMI. And we're back on Jim Strader Outdoors. And again, we're covering some recent appointments that Governor Andy Bashir has made. And hopefully will help some of the issues that the sportsmen have had perpetrated upon them in the last several months and really going back several years ever since Governor Matt Bevin stacked the commission with folks that would do the bidding of Don Parkinson, which led to things like our help being given away, exclusion of sportsmen, and, and all kinds of things. Uh, I've got Mark Nethery here with me tonight. Mark is the new sportsman's liaison to the governor. I want to emphasize this is directly to the governor. This isn't a, a filtered position. This is where we're expecting a mono mono uh, exchange of concerns and or uh, ideas or it can be accolades. Who knows to what the department is doing. Mark, uh, you've been involved in sports issues for a long, long time. Three-time past president of the league. Talk to folks about this and kind of what, you know, you would bring to the table here and why this is a necessary thing. Well, you know, first of all, it goes without saying, but needs to be said. I'm, I'm very flattered that the governor would choose me. This is not a position that I went out seeking. Um, the governor's office called me and, uh, well, and we know what happened. Um, it's a great opportunity for me to serve the sportsmen of the Commonwealth again, and I'm very grateful for that. It is designed to be a direct line of communication from the sports from the sports people of the state to Governor Bashir to voice the concerns of the sports people from around the Commonwealth, whether that's from the western tip to the eastern coal fields, from the north to the south. It's the issues that come up. And as Jimmy said earlier, the governor is very much aware of these things. He may not be aware as to how severe or how dire they're viewed, perhaps by the 600,000 or more sportsmen across the state. Um, you know, I want to be real clear. My job, uh, at least as it stands today, is to talk to the governor and his staff. Um, I am not an extension of the League of Kentucky Sportsmen. Um, I'm not an officer of the League of Kentucky Sportsmen any longer. I'm sitting here across the table from Jimmy Cantrell, the president of the League of Kentucky Sportsmen, and that's really about as far as it goes. Um, in the past few days since this appointment came out on Wednesday, I uh, tried to come out of the gate and talking to as many sports people as I possibly can, start networking, asking those people to network with their clubs and their friends and their family and their individuals 
And I have to tell you, my phone started ringing Wednesday evening, and it's blown up ever since then. So the sports people have a lot of things to say. <clears throat> Excuse me. They have a lot of things to say. They have a lot of things on their mind, and there's a lot of things they, they want to see changed and they want to see corrected. And I hope that I'm the individual that can help facilitate that, even though I'm not going to have decision-making ability but the process of passing it on to the governor, his staff, I hope will uh, facilitate that and move those issues along and further up the chain. Okay. Um, we've got about five minutes here before break, and I know you've got a laundry list of of concerns and or um, the concerns that the sportsmen have communicated to you since this announcement this week. Go ahead and dive in and start with it. We'll continue after the break in the, in the next hour. Okay. Jim, one thing I want to remind all the sports people out there of the state is don't sell yourself short. We're, we're a, a group of Kentuckians that there's 600,000 or so licensed individuals. Those are people buying hunting and fishing licenses across the state, as well as the private landowners that may not be buying a hunting or fishing license because they hunt or fish on their own property. No one, I've asked the question, and no one can really tell me what, how big that number is. But it's probably safe to say, with Kentucky being predominantly private land, that that number of 600,000 license holders truly might rep, be representing somewhere around three-quarters of a million or more, or more sports people around the state. So don't sell yourself short when it comes to these issues. Uh, folks like Jimmy, folks like the directors of the league, and other sportsmen's groups around the states, they, they hear the complaints and they hear the concerns. And now, hopefully, this will be a great avenue to funnel those things through. But probably the most uh, prevalent thing that has come back to me over the past several days, uh, and I'm going to refer to it as, as, as administrative, and that addresses issues within the commission itself and, and the leadership of the department. Uh, we probably are going to run out of time and we'll have to come back and revisit this. But under that uh, lack of transparency, the sports people feel that they have been, for lack of a better way of saying it, excommunicated from the decision-making process that affects themselves, their ability to hunt and fish, the cost to, to hunt and fish, as well as the wildlife resources out there. Uh, the takeaway is that, that the minimizing of the sports people's input is probably the greatest single factor that the sports people are most sensitive to out there. Um, then there's the concern that they're not being represented properly by their district commissioners. And, and then there's the issue of ethics, which, which have already been uh, mentioned. You know, there was a uh, Stuart Ray was commissioner at the time, probably in about 2011, 2012, if memory serves me. Um, I was serving as League of Kentucky Sportsman President at the time when Stewart brought forth a, uh, a set of ethics for the commission. And that was, that was adopted. It was in place uh, apparently up until maybe September of last year, I think. September of 2020 is my understanding uh, when this was actually voted down by the, by the current commission. So a lot of, lot of concerns, and there's some things to come back and visit on that. I know you're getting ready to come up on a break. But what I would leave you with and something to think about during the break is this. Ask yourself, do you know who your district commissioner is? Ask yourself this question. 
are you able to contact and speak directly to your district commissioner? And number three, ask yourself this. Do you feel that your commissioner is properly uh, representing you and your concerns regarding our fish and wildlife? If the answer to any one of those questions are no, you got a problem. I think that's very well spoken. And, and to a certain extent, the sportsmen need to come together and understand they do have the voice and the clout, if you will, to uh, show folks, whether it be at the commission table or in the legislature or at the governor's office, hey, we're very, very passionate about this. This is a lifestyle. This isn't a hobby. It is a lifestyle. And as such, when we're disrespected, we're really fed up and not going to put up with this anymore. We'll go wherever we have to to straighten this out. All right, folks, got to go to break here. This break is presented by Mossy Old Properties Heart Realty. Paul Thomas is the broker, and he does a great job of securing properties for sale for the type of properties you want, farms, vacation homes, or wildlife management. Check them out on the web at mophartrealty.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.